2: Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hot break feels good in a place like this.
1: Uh-huh. In large. Well, I got it. Heaven. Dammit. I have a crush on every boy. I'm a virgin. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hillary Gump. <laughs>
2: this is so good. Uh-huh.
0: Yuck. Jack. And I'm a fan of man. Just Sicario. Boston. Well, um, I think I'm looking forward to cracking up. Uh, I hope I can like you know, totally crack up. So uh, I haven't like totally cracked up in
2: a long time. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have good Christian fun and just crack up. We're here to crack up. We want to crack up. That is, of course. Because I'm cracking up. Caroline's cracking up. Caroline's cracking me up, too. And she is a little cracked. Maybe, maybe we all are this week. That was, of course, little Jake Thomas from... Not even Stevens. Even Stevens. Is it even? Wait, Stevens? no, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie Ooh, McGuire. That was close. I know. Even that Stevens. That would be, I'm here to crack up. That would be shy. Right.
0: He had a big sister. Lizzie had a little brother. That's right.
2: Yeah. And that was a clip that was circulating. I don't know, like a year ago or so. It's him at the premiere of Osmosis Jones. Uh, <laughs> but being the very thing, funny. the thing I want to point out about his voice is
0: I can like you know totally crack up.
2: It's the sound of his voice is like Caroline's impression of me as a little kid. <laughs> like it's not dissimilar at all. Excuse
0: like, me, Miss Hudson.
2: <laughs> um, Hey, uh, any last words? Uh, Caroline's referring to when I did interview Katie Hudson, who would become Katy Perry uh, later on in life. Perry, yes. nay,
0: Hudson.
2: That's right. Good Christian is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, like Katy Perry, the music and the movies and the entertainment made for and made by Christians. But. We're not here to make fun of you or make you go to church. We're just here to have fun. We're just here to, you know, lay it all out. Caroline, it's a different kind of record tonight. Mm. We are not at Casa de Porter. Casa de Dexter, really. Casa de
0: Dexter. There's
2: no Squirrel Patrol, which sounds like (laughs) Dexter's a Scientologist. (laughs) There
0: are no SPs allowed in my house either, so don't get any ideas. That's
2: right. We're back here where it all began all those years ago. It
0: does feel like a throwback.
2: Five years ago where it started. August 2017.
0: Oh, cool. yeah, okay, Woo. yeah, way back.
2: I know. Am I doing
0: mm-hmm. the math right? Yeah,
2: that's the right math. So we're here because uh, I had a little, a little issue in my apartment. Mm-hmm. I'd C- rather climate
0: not- change happened at Kevin's apartment. Sure, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it was scary. and it was not
2: changed back. Unfortunately, <laughs> the, the air conditioner was not strong enough. So we're here, and I, I'm in shorts tonight. And Caroline, yeah. do you notice anything else? Uh oink, Your hair is long. Ew, your piggies oink. are
0: out! Oh my god! Wait, how did I not notice? And you put them like on my couch too. Oh, wait, your piggies are on your yeah, couch. Yeah, but I wear socks with my sneakers. Wait, okay. What's the, how stinky are your shoes right now? They're honestly. Be
2: honest. They're like a three on a scale of ten. Oh, okay. they're not. They're not new. New car smell. I've Never smell.
0: been able to swing that. Yeah, uh, no, I always gotta wear socks. Well, they got
2: sprays that you can do in between wears, where it's like this helps deodorize the sneaker. Is it acid? Sploosh. Yeah, sploosh. It's, it's sploosh. Right. Yeah, it's sploosh and bleach. With
0: a little bit of tang a mixed in as well. Peaches too.
2: Yes. So All right, you
0: can put your piggies on the couch if you need to. Okay. If your dogs need to get up high. See, you're, you're caught between ground. Ground. trying this to... This is so wild. Well, now you're like curling your toes underneath you because like... Well, I got self-conscious because you went,
2: ew, upon seeing them. Every young boy's nightmare. That's tr- but that's my reaction their- to
0: every man's feet.
2: I know. Hashtag um, every man's feet. Not all
0: men's feet. Let me see those doggies. Okay. Bark, here- bark. Your feet look really normal. Here they are. They're I, normal. I, I can't understand why you've been hiding them this long. Your toes are even...
2: Yes. They're pretty um, pale because obviously they don't see the sun that much.
0: Right. Usually they're locked up in the boots. That's right.
2: They are they are locked away in, in boot city. Dogs wear boots. Unfortunately. Uh but we're not here to talk about my piggies tonight. We're here to talk about it. Now singers. I can't stop looking at them. I know. I know. And <laughs> it's I'm so feeling weird. It. I'm feeling it. It's like
0: it's plus the combo of like the full leg too.
2: It's true. I'm the only one in the room wearing shorts, and that does create a different so sort of power dynamic. Kind of immodest. I'm a little, <laughs> a little bit. You am need to dress code what's you. the inseam on that? Yeah. Two
1: inches? <laughs> yeah, it is
0: a, a gentleman's five, one and a half.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. You no. know, good
0: for you. Live free. I'm getting used to it. Don't let my issues um, hold you back.
2: I won't, no, and I appreciate you uh, struggling to affirm me yeah. in this moment. <laughs> found
0: my way there. But
2: wanting to like, and I think good for you. I don't and want
0: anyone to be embarrassed about their body.
2: Unless it's like you got a thing in your nose and get it out. Right. Like, like something like that, that's you okay. You should be embarrassed of that. Yes. Uh, but the artist we're talking about tonight is, uh, you know, it's, it's an artist who does feel a little bit of a product of a name generator online. <laughs> it's Baylor Wilson. Yeah. Baylor Wilson, an artist that for some reason has not come across our wires until this very evening, hmm. but I'm so glad she did, and I'm so glad that we have the guest to talk about it, that we have to talk about it and her tonight. Friends and folks, a returning reigning champion of the Good Christian Fun Podcast, an improviser, writer, and comedian, give it the hell up for Kale, Kale Hills. Hills.
1: The hills are, are alive oh, with the sound of K.R. So oh my God. How's
0: it feel to hear that sound again? Oh
1: my God, it's like coming home. It's oh. like it's like being welcomed at the pearly gates. <laughs> the and family. you have not Oh, you died with a, <laughs> oh, with no. a hearty, good and faithful <laughs> servant.
2: I'm so glad. I'm so glad every guest, no matter new, old, returning, higher or low status, everyone's like, oh, what an intro.
1: Wow. I'm proud of that on a oh, deep level great. It
0: makes an impression
1: how, I think so How much of the initial uh, intro do you think you could recite from memory?
2: Of oh, what? Good Christian finance the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture? No, all that like stuff?
1: starting from Nicole Kidman
2: Oh, I think all of it I think all of it at this point Yeah Well, I got it My wife I'm a
0: fan Consider of it. Yeah, source.
2: yeah. I, I I think we could do all that. Very yeah. important. Alec Baldwin back in the news.
1: <laughs> don't don't, don't want to see that. that man,
0: uh, He is the king of an unforced error. You know, <laughs> he <laughs> will just <laughs> do it. He
1: I is <laughs> someone that I I I don't know <laughs> if you've had this experience, but I have this experience very often with uh, celebrities who are older and like were were already old when I was a child. Yes. Where yes. I I knew him as Jack Donaghy from Thirty Rock. Of course and then one day i like pretty recently i saw a movie from like the mid 80s when he's young and then you're like, oh, it's beefcake. Yeah,
0: it hot, makes sense. Hot, hot, hotty. Very hot. Yes. This, I know exactly what you're describing. Yeah, to see an actor, like a Maggie Smith, for example, or something like yes. that, and then see them when their career first started, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is how you got famous. Oh, right, of
1: course. You have
0: been famous for a long time. <laughs> I came at the midpoint. Yeah. <laughs> if he
2: If he was just acting, what I would say about him is Alec Baldwin successfully transitioned into act two of his career where he did yes. the, the the hot, young, leading man thing and yeah. charismatic, like, Glen Glenn, Ross guy, and then transitioned very well into character acting. Boss that, that said, yeah, transitioned so well into <laughs> boss baby. Uh, you know, Not the ah, end
0: game we all hope for. A
2: hallmark of culture, you know, in a way that some people struggle to and, and don't get to do an act too. Exactly. That said, I would say that if it was just his acting that I was considering, everything else makes it a very muddy, messy <laughs> endeavor for yeah. me to even... Try to consider, yeah, all the extra the textual source. stuff. I know, and right. I want to, right? But he remains a, an object of, of fascination. Can you separate
1: the hot the, from the the
2: artist. Baldwin from <laughs> sure the, the, the I mean, I know this gets back to the the whole thing with the show. I don't know his views are on Christianity, but of course, Stephen Baldwin, famously right. very big time Christian boy, mm-hmm. yeah, of the Baldwin Bros. Mm-hmm. We have not covered any Stephen Baldwin content. It would be so fun to do
0: the Baldwin family.
2: You know, a friend of mine, my friend Amelia, had this amazing... Sort of, and she's an only child and she had this amazing observation about siblings, which is that, you know, multiverses are big right now. And when you consider your relationships with your siblings and how you're alike and how you're different, it's like a teeny tiny multiverse. It's an alternate reality of, oh, I could have been a little bit like that.
0: Mm -hmm. If I was
2: a little more like this or had this personality in my genes, I would have turned out that way. Yeah. You know, it's a look into a different
1: kind of world. The conditions
0: are usually the same.
1: Yeah. The Baldwin's are great example for that oh, idea wow. is dynasty. that funny
0: yeah yeah and the second generation too oh.
1: Haley ireland i'm really i uh, really like his wife hilaria
2: hilaria yeah <laughs> because of the work she's been doing for her people and, yeah. <laughs> and advocacy for south american <laughs> culture and celebrity <laughs> yeah how <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, you say cucumber kale thanks so much for doing the show again oh my, my gosh, gosh. thank what you
1: I, i'm i'm excited to do it, 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 it in general just because uh, it's fun, but also because the last time I uh, was on the show was at the very beginning of the pandemic. that's true and yes. it was us uh, it was a struggle bus. it was like home recording and my internet went out and I uh, you know was going insane. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if pot like
2: consumers of podcasts because everyone who like had a show that they listened to, those sort of casual chat oriented, you know that when they started listening to something, you know, years before twenty twenty or a little bit before, and then twenty twenty, you know, all those episodes get in their rotation. Sometimes something I do with some of my favorite shows, I'll re listen to episodes. I wonder if anyone re listens to early twenty twenty episodes. Era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where everyone's like, "What? I no, you go." Not. Okay. <laughs> Although I will say, I was I was listening to that episode before. Yeah, and I thought it sounded pretty good. Okay, Whew. like what whatever the audio is that that eventually came out. We well, pulled it off. The show thing must that go I truly, on. Hang on. I, oh, are you just on. playing it? You guys, yeah, you guys me out, These stuff.
1: rainbows are for you. <laughs> well, what is true? See, that, you, you sound great. Is that Jake Thomas? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here to crack up. <laughs> you know. Uh,
2: I know. I've been doing this uncomfortable thing where I'm like, here's an episode. You are on. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, so. it's been a minute.
0: GCF All-Star.
2: We always love to catch up and see what's changed, what mm. hasn't, what's progressed, what's diluted or spiraled in the world of faith and culture with our guests. And sometimes the is like, Ugh, not much. I don't really pay attention to that
1: stuff anymore. No, that's it. it's interesting to contemplate because every time I see someone now that I haven't seen in a few years, I'm so hesitant to ask them how they've been because I know the answer on one hand is terrible. But I am always so curious about what how, how people have like muddled through this time and it's a weird i think it's like a weird cognitive dissonance where certain things are great like certain aspects of my personal life have improved a great deal and uh, it's a a time that invited a lot of negative but also created a space for some perspective so i was able to find some positive but uh definitely lots of like doom scrolling lots of I think, it, as far as like my relationship with faith and culture and stuff, it's always a push pull between like choosing. What's that saying that abolitionist saying? That's like hope is a habit. Like choosing to try to have hope and engage with things mm. versus you know wanting to just totally disengage and uh, ignorant. <laughs> yeah. I know what you
2: mean. No, I I was uh, the writer, the film writer, Mark Harris. Who oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love his stuff. He had a great biography of Mike Nichols that came out a year or two ago uh, that I really loved. He quoted his husband on Twitter. His yeah. husband is playwright Tony Kushner, who okay. <laughs> wrote Angels in America. It's probably a pretty good quote. Okay, and uh, West Side Story and Lincoln, all those. And he said, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but he said, like, my husband always talks about hope is an ethical responsibility, uh, mm-hmm. which, like, You know, especially with like whatever like you know last couple weeks news with shootings and Supreme Court hearings, it is like it's annoying to hear that. That's like shut. Hope is it? That almost feels like some of the Obama era stuff we were talking about, where it's like, yeah, is it? You know, but and it's really hard to take that at its face value. That.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Uh, yes, sir. I have a duty to hope and and, yeah. and function in this way, and to be able to. Um, I think everyone right now is being asked to hold so much, and to know that it's okay to like hold. This is my opinion. Like you have to hold that pain and not uh, not uh, deny that you feel that pain, and then still somehow choose to act in opposition to that feeling. Tough but possible. Yeah. 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 It feels very uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you
0: guys find that looking to history makes you feel more hopeful or less hopeful
2: mm-hmm. when it comes to the oh, era we're living it in? It's an excellent question. Cause the, the, I think we've talked about this before. It's always easy to say it's the worst it's ever been. It's the worst it's ever yeah. been. This is absolutely the end times, blah, blah, blah. That said, I think, like we've also said before, there's some legitimate reasons to believe that currently. But there's this sort of chronological snobbery that exists of like because we are so enlightened in a way that people 10, 20, 30, 100, 200 years ago were not. We have the most rational reasons for doomsday saying and and whatnot. But I don't know. If you ask certain groups of people, are things better now than they were 80 years, years ago? I hope they would say yes in some ways. not good enough but better and marginally better. Totally. Yeah. So I, th- I think, I think it does make me a little more optimistic than negative. Cause I guess the negative thing would be, Oh, we're doing this crap again. So they did this sort of thing in the 1800s and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they use this sort of tactic that you can kind of see, this sort of leadership or this and group no of one people remembers, doing And no one
1: remembers it right. and it gets like, you know, yeah. memory hold. What about for you? What do you, what, what do you think about
0: that? Um, it goes either way. Like yeah. in some ways it feels, it can feel really dark because, you know, things that are happening culturally mirror bad times preceding you know, this time. Um, but it gives me a lot of hope too, because a lot of people still survived those bad times mm-hmm. enough that we're all still here and reaping the benefits of whatever they were able to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's both, but I I do try to think of history a lot more and to think like, um, well, for example, our conversation about hope that we're having, the people that survived or the people that kicked fascism out, which is Mm -hmm. extremely difficult to do because they are murderous, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know? They did it and they did it somehow. So knowing that, that there is a route out there, that we could learn from or mimic or find our own makes me hopeful. Yeah. And and not in like a, a shallow hopefulness, you know, like, oh, let's just plaster it over it and I have if I have positive thinking like everything's gonna be okay. More like, oh, what steps did they follow that we can now do? Or okay, so if some people survived this, I may not die tomorrow. So I can't just act like I'm gonna die tomorrow. I may actually live a long life and if I allow Uh, my joy of life to be stolen by these Mm -hmm. times as well that's that's also really wrong of me and I feel it betrays the the line of survivors I come from
1: yeah you know yeah
2: yeah and that gets back to that whole Mm -hmm. it existed before the civil rights movement but the idea of planting trees that you'll never sit under the shade of but it's just so annoying to have to. Uh, I <laughs> know. <laughs> it's like yeah. me? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but we all do, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we've lived in so much peace for most of our lives that we've we haven't had to, well, at least us as white people especially haven't had to consider often what do I actively need to change to ensure that this continues on, you know? Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Have you
1: guys read uh Man's Search for Meaning by no. Viktor Frankl? Just it, it, what Caroline was talking about yeah. you, that you that reminded me of it. He's uh uh, it was in a, a concentration camp during the Holocaust, and then later became a, a psychologist, psycho- psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, and and wrote this book that's um, super insightful about like where can you find meaning in your life even in the worst circumstances imaginable. Was one of them podcasts? One of them was actually podcast It was, it well, actually, yes. It, I He's said like, book. It was a listicle. They don't exist, <laughs> they don't exist yet, but podcasts and listicles Ooh, are trees whose shade Link. they'll sit under. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: but didn't he also have the quote that was something, and this makes me feel less hopeful, that like the people that survived were also like the worst people, uh, right? Because they like yeah. trampled anybody in the camp in order to like get what they mm-hmm. needed to live. So, you know, there's that, but uh, I'm still going to try to be a good person. Person. Yeah. <laughs> Survive as much and as well as I can. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You've been trying to do that in the intervening two years since we last talked to you. I've been trying every day. <laughs> trying. Every single day. Yeah. Give it a hundo pee. Do
0: you have anything that's uh functional for you that you could share? Any like habits or mantras or something? This is
2: good practical application from, from our guests. Just source it out. Just like nugget size proverbs from your life experience complex and it nuances Keep it may it brief. be <laughs> okay <laughs> no Keep
0: it brief. just anything I that you found think,
1: helpful well it's like you were saying about planting trees it's like every every good piece of advice sucks to implement i always want advice to be like eat a meal that you really like which is fine but it's also like well if you the meal that you really like is frozen pizzas maybe don't eat that every day but the things I have found helpful, what I'm thinking of, what made me say that is like exercise. I, I, mm. Obviously exercise doesn't like solve mental illness or something, but um, turns it out helps. it turns out it's very helpful. Yeah. Um, I also think the one I think the biggest shift that has uh, helped me personally in my journey is this idea that like, say you get run over by a motorcycle. You were doing nothing wrong. It's not your fault. You are justified in being angry about the fact that you were run over with a motorcycle. However, the person who ran you over with a motorcycle can't go to physical therapy for you. Mm. The only person who can do that is you. And I Uh, think that is, uh, at least in my experience, what I needed to understand to be able to start healing some of those wounds uh, was to take it on, myself
0: that is a fantastic metaphor that's so helpful well
2: yeah yeah, i think i need help with that actually because or maybe i misheard it because at first it feels like uh and i don't think this is what you're saying so that's why i want clarification yes yeah yeah yeah, please It it feels like an ode to the power of personal responsibility but is it in some ways well because because it almost sounds bootstrappy to
1: me of like well no one's gonna help you but you which is true in some ways. I think in some ways, and specifically the way in which it might be true in this case is when it comes to your own lived experience and mm-hmm. internal reality, you can seek justice for that person who ran you over if they need to take driving lessons. You can seek justice and accountability for that person. That's valid. But to feel better, right. that they doesn't can't heal make, your leg. they can't make you happy. You're, you're, yeah, being able to walk again won't even necessarily make you happy. I get it now in a way I didn't before. Thank because you.
0: Because I think it's so much easier, like, to, yeah, to dwell on, like, what's the justice and the, yeah, you know, all the ways that they did it wrong and all the ways that's ruined my life, which is, of course, a process I think you need to do. Totally. And then at some point, yeah, you do need to fix your body.
1: I guess it would be called, like, deep acceptance. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: It's a, it <laughs> reminds me of that one of, like, you can't, uh, I'm butchering this, but, like, you can't spite your enemy by drinking poison or something, you know? Yeah. I'm killing this metaphor, whatever it is, but you know the one I'm talking about. No, totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's very in line with that. Mm-hmm.
2: That makes sense. Deep acceptance as a sort of personal philosophy. Yeah. And We've all had to accept things very deeply <laughs> in so many ways. I, I do wonder, like, if if the pandemic and the, the like, long-tail results of it and kind of this, mm-hmm. like, new world that we live in, did affect or, or challenge your, because I don't know where you stand with faith stuff right now, actually. Uh-huh. And I like to keep it that way. I,
1: I know. know. This, this He's mysterious. a little elusive. I, I like to walk down the street and people are like, does you he pray? <laughs> <laughs> I he does he pray? Does he pray? I feel like, um, yeah, I'm at a, I, I mean, I'm at a place personally where I have um, uh, found uh, more openness to um I guess what I would call like woo woo stuff. Like I read the book, big magic and I really liked it.
2: This is Elizabeth Gilbert. This is Elizabeth say, you pray love
1: lady. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and Miss I, Julia Roberts. I the Ryan Murphy
2: prayer. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's a little podcaster too. She's got a big magic podcast.
1: Uh, I mean, oh, I guess I'll have to share. But it you or you were from. open yeah. to yeah, and and it. Yeah, like, it, no, it's nice. I, things like that. I think, um, you know, when you have a, my experience leaving, uh, faith made me so closed off in so many ways and then I think like most things in life it's all kind of like a balance and I was like okay I swung pretty far the other way and 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 now I am it's wild I'm dating a Christian which I would have like put on a list of things I would never do at one point yes, in like my life. Yes, like almost deal breakers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, yes, yeah, uh, uh, so when it comes to that kind of stuff, feeling very open, but not like I can't say I have much of like a practice of any kind.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess the most, yeah yeah, the, the, the thing you pointed out about like dating someone because that's a rare story, to have someone who left the church and then is attracted to and then falls in love with and mm-hmm. then is together with someone who is a practicing it reminds me of like the james carville and yeah, the, yeah, whatever yeah, his wife's yeah. name is where it's like he's a democrat lifelong democrat she's a republican strategist oh, and yeah, somehow okay. they make it all work together <laughs> yes pretty. although hopefully slightly different in practice than the
0: conways <laughs> yeah the con- oh, gosh i
2: know <laughs> hopefully slightly it's different in practice than some of their, you're talking about Kellyanne and mm-hmm. and her daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Isn't her husband also kind of anti Trump?
2: <laughs> so she's just no one likes her in her family. Yeah. What yeah. we're she's finding just out. Extremely <laughs> unpopular in almost every circle. <laughs> oh, that's so unfortunate. Uh oh, yeah. should go on a cruise. No. But yeah, in a in a kind of potentially even though it's a little amorphous for you, but it's mm-hmm. like it's almost like a sort of interfaith relationship sure. for you right now. Yeah,
1: and I think it's a lot of that is like uh uh deconstructing Uh, deconstructing like black and white thinking and coming to understand that like he I would you know he I would say he's more like Marianne Williamson than he is like um, uh, uh, James Dobson so that makes it a lot easier thank you for putting it in a spectrum that I personally
2: respond to so well Marianne Williamson who I think is a force for good in the world when has she been wrong name one time she's been wrong (laughs) From the moment she had that bug nut speech to the president about combating hate with love Mm -hmm. and people on Twitter said to the Twin Peaks theme, I've
1: never not loved her. Absolutely. She mostly
2: just tweets about birds now. I don't know if y'all have seen her Twitter.
1: Uh, Yeah. Ah, Fellow birder. She's a great Twitter follow. She also, she's a great, she tweets stuff like that, but then she also tweets great stuff that's like, she's like, oh my God, the Democrats are so lame. <laughs> it's like, I'm like yeah. yeah, you're right. It's like, honey, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yes, slight. Like, Thank
2: you, Mary. And for some reason, she is buddies with James Cameron and they do oh, little <laughs> interviews together. That's
0: Wasn't she kind of in Hollywood in some point? Uh, I think we,
2: I think we get, we have a, a second service coming down the pike. Deep oh, I dive love, on love Mary and
1: Williams. Was. I think her, I don't know if she had a church, but it's in. Southern California, and I'm sure, yes. like, um, uh, I don't know, um, Parker Posey goes yeah. there or something like that. Nah, Parker Posey's quintessential New York. I can't believe I said that she would do something <laughs> in L.A. <I'm> <laughs> like, uh,
0: Natasha Leon.
1: <laughs> anyway, Kale,
2: thanks for sharing two furious
0: vibes on that. Yeah, thank you, Kale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: we want to talk to you more, but we want to talk about oh. certain someone just as much.
0: Ramsey's the second. <laughs> and before Ramsey's the second.
2: And to do that, we have to take a break, a quick break. So let's take a quick we break. We gotta take
0: a quibby. We a gotta quibby. take a
2: little quibby, a quibby, and uh, we'll be right back with more good Christian fun.
0: That's right. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car.
1: Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much
2: work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a
1: skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to to, you know, solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a, yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat. You can easily injure and or maim yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's
2: very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home,
1: you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Thank you, Angie. Angie.com. Thank you.
2: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by See The Thing Is, another podcast. We want to tell you about a podcast we think you're going to love. It's called See The Thing Is, and it's hosted by Grammy Award-winning R&B artist Bridget Kelly and media personality Mandy B. Every week, Bridget Kelly and Mandy B offer grown, honest, and slightly toxic perspectives on all things music, pop culture, and of course, dating and relationships, everyone's favorite topics. Do you have a hard time finding new music? Are you a millennial who misses what life was like in the 2000s? Are you interested in multiple perspectives on relationships and dating? Are you interested in a podcast that holds all genders to account? See, the thing is, is a podcast that allows space for a wide range of thoughts and emotion. Most recently, the ladies have sat down with Ari Lennox, Van Lathan, and D-Ray McKesson. Join Bridget and Mandy every week as they update you on everything going on in the world with their polarizing hot takes. Subscribe to See The Thing Is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's Singles Ministry. And yes, I did play all those instruments all by myself. Aww. I worked really hard Good job. on GarageBand. Kate Bush over here.
0: Yeah, yeah, Kate Bush yeah. over here.
2: Kate Bush over here. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I'm trying to think what the specific of that reference is. Just, she is a musician. Mm-hmm. She, oh, she... Uh, she, like, re- she's like,
0: produced all her yeah. music. Oh, I'm
2: stupid. That's a great reference, then. Kevin loves women porter. F (laughs) me. Oh my gosh. Okay, so she's like a bit of a little.
1: (laughs) And that's like famously her thing. When she was recording Hounds of Love, the studio was like, Kate, you're taking too long, and these studio sessions are like getting to be too expensive. So she was like, okay, instead of paying for studio time, I'm going to borrow some money from you and build a studio on my like. Scottish moor or what? wherever she lives and so every I think from that point um, everything she produced she did herself and so like now that running up that hill is back in the charts she's the only person getting any money oh my god, that's so funny yeah wow good for her
2: that, that's one of those things no one knows how good of a deal they're doing at the time until it pays off with or it doesn't <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god
0: Kate, give me a slice of that.
2: Uh, yeah, give yeah. Caroline a slice. She deserves it. She demands yeah. it. Support other women. Uh, that's, you know, and it's Monetarily. important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially you, Caroline during this time. <laughs> uh, but we're not talking about Kate. We're talking about Baylor. Baylor Wilson. Again, just one of those, if you saw it as a meme On like a Mm -hmm. white woman's letter board for
1: for her. It's
0: like a, yeah, or like a Mormon mommy blogger picking names.
1: Absolutely. It could be spelled any way with any combination of letters. Absolutely.
0: B-A-I-L-O-R.
2: So gang, who is Baylor Wilson? Who isn't she? How did she, because she is a disciple, she's a worshiper, she's a wife, she's an artist, she's a writer, and of course, most importantly, she's a podcaster, baby. Hmm. She has Fellow soldier
0: in the field. (laughs) Doing the
2: worst. She's 28. So she came to prominence. This is a a bit unusual for the kind of artists that we cover on the show, but we wanted to do it because it was a little bit unusual. Because she is someone... That it's not part of like CCM. This is a nostalgia play of like mm-hmm. Newsboys. You like Newsboys, right? This is a fresh is, face. This is a fresh face talent. She only has what four songs on Spotify yeah. on the stream. <laughs> four
0: whopping songs. Did she, you bring this to the table? I
1: did. Yeah.
2: How
0: to
1: the red table? I tell
0: me your journey to Baylor. My
1: journey with Baylor is that she is she's a contestant on Survivor. Yeah. Survivor season twenty nine. Season twenty nine. San Juan del Sur. The First, Blood versus Water season, I want to say, or maybe the second. I think
0: it was the second. Yes. I, was just, I don't watch Survivor, but I was reading the article about it.
1: No, you're right. Okay. It was the second one. And I love Survivor, and I'm just like a little Survivor freak. Oh, and so, anyone my who's gosh. on Survivor, I'm like, let's look Keeping at your tabs. social media. Let's like see what kind of person you are. And so, when I Google her, I saw that she had a song. And when I tell you that I loved it from the first time I listened (laughs) to it, I was like. (laughs) You're like, yeah. And it's just such a, one of my favorite things about looking up people after the fact of knowing them on reality TV is they always make more sense, but you would never guess. If you say like watching her on her season, if you were like, guess what she does after the show, I would not have guessed right like uh, 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 a banger of a a worship song. Well,
2: we've talked about the very clear and present pipeline of Bachelor franchise talent into their own Mm. influencer strata. And, of course, it's happened so many times and Mm -hmm. it's sort of – one of the primary purposes of going on the show at this point is to is as a branding yeah, launch a, ladder a brand. Those yeah, numbers. I don't know how it exists. I'm just so ignorant with uh, survivor stuff. If it's it exists, a little in the bit same different. Way. It
1: definitely does exist. One weird statistic is that the survivor, not directly from seasons of the wow. show. But the Survivor franchise has spawned as many, if not more, successful marriages than the Bachelor franchise. That's <gasps> no, not surprising. That's a great
0: stat. That's that so crazy. Funny. Oh my God. Well, and the other thing that's interesting about the Survivor is it is not exclusively young hot people on that show too. Right. And so the influencer pipeline isn't a great or more rogue, varied. so they yeah. got to figure out a different path sometimes. I
1: do think there's some, there's a lot of people, if you were... There's a lot of people who would maybe pivot to like inspirational or mm. uh, corporate like leadership kind of. Yes, that makes sense. Like people skills yeah. kind of stuff. Yes. Um, but then there's also like <laughs> just uh, cops, unfortunately. <laughs> like <laughs> There's a cops. lot of cops on there's, the show, Yeah, there, there? There are. Yeah, Why are there so
0: many cops?
1: Because cops are used to manipulating people to get what they want. Yeah, okay. they love
0: being on top. <laughs>
1: unfortunately yes so um
0: wait well you're gonna fill in a piece for me that i was having a hard time figuring out when i was doing my research today which was what was her reputation at the time and what was she like on the show
1: she has a pretty interesting edit she is (laughs) um the winner of the winner of season 20 she came on with her mom she came on with her mom um she I don't know why I'm so hesitant to avoid spoilers. Because, but That's I'll, so nice, though. In case anyone <laughs> wants to check it out. It's a really episode, good season. Please. The winner is really good. And Baylor is a little bit of what we would call a goat, which is, in survivor terminology, like a sacrificial, a sacrificial goat. goat. Someone who is either unlikable or otherwise inept at the game oh, no. that actually makes it incredibly far because at the end of the game, you want to be sitting next to someone that you think the jury will like less than they like you, and so so
0: and so you play that Baylor won't end up being less likable than yeah, you? yeah. So you
1: you would take if you if you wanted to, you could take Baylor to the end game oh with you God. and this be is like interesting. as a strategy. And her and her reputation was just that she was very young and uh, she was there with her mom. So I think it brought out everyone's different with their parents. Mm-hmm. It brought out her kind of like a little bit brattier side okay um, she definitely yes. uh is the like every season there's like someone who is young and just kind of like kind of like a little bit annoying she made it to ah.
0: day
2: thirty seven. She I made believe. it pretty far. Yes. She
0: made it to like top five. I, I, I was
2: checking out with the group chat that is uh, very much Bachelor fans. They said her mom got called a wicked stepmother. She was the one they said was spoiled. So they kind of tried to cast her yeah. and in oh. that sort of role. So
0: they were both kind of supposed to be semi-villainous.
1: A little bit, yeah. And I think they did, be, like if you look at their votes and how they treat mm. people, they kind of like tried to play against people in a way that did that backfired. But um. that's the thing about Survivor is everyone does that and if it works out for you, then you're like smart and a strategist and if it doesn't work out for you, then you're portrayed as like an idiot. Yeah, like a naive <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the story goes with her because she does the show when
2: she's 20 years old. She's wow. just a kid. So young. Very young girl. And then afterwards, she through whatever means, networking, whatever, she gets signed. But not signed for Christian music specifically, that comes later. Mm-hmm. And that's part of perhaps the testimony of this song mm-hmm. coming to be. And I think we should just listen to at least a little bit of her number one hit single, Jesus Happened.
3: What happened to you? I hear it all the time. All the time.
1: All they
3: in the night, he started taking the lies away, and all my sin was forgiven, the moment I met his grace, that's when I started living,
0: and all that my heart can say is, Jesus happened. Wow. Hmm.
2: What happened to you? <laughs>
0: what happened to you?
1: You're so different.
2: So on and so forth. Thank you, <laughs> Baylor. Uh, the song premiered in 2021, last year, and she's still promoting it. Yes, she is promoting
0: uh, the hell out of it.
2: Although she just came out with a new single called Pharisee. Most oh, recently. Oh, that's right. Uh, Did you
0: listen to that? I, I didn't get a chance.
2: This is her new single, Pharisee. Oh, it starts with I'm a Pharisee. <laughs> one man, one woman. All right. I think we got it. Got that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She doesn't uh, want to be a Pharisee. Jesus She's
0: happened. It's it so again. powerful.
2: Well, I would love to hear in her own words how she describes. Oh, here we go. The etymology oh. of that phrase.
3: Hi there. I'm Baylor Wilson, and this is the story behind my new single, Jesus Happened. So a few years ago, I walked into an auto body car shop that my friend had invited <laughs> me to. She and always mentioned that. Night. And I showed up and I was like, why am I in an auto body car shop? This is so weird. But I walked in and in that moment, I tangibly felt the presence of God for the first time. I had grown up as a Christian, but more of like a cultural Christian. So I didn't really know Jesus for myself yet. And I walked in and I literally remember the feeling of like God was in the room. The spirit of God was there. And the people around me were worshiping him. Um, and, And there was peace and joy and like... Happiness, like actual Christians that were actually worshiping, I had never experienced that before, and so I um, I left that worship night completely changed. And my friends from my past started to ask me. They were like, Baylor, what happened to you? Like, you look different. You sound different. You you literally look joyful. And my short version was, Jesus happened to me. And so obviously that turned into this song. A few months later, um, I was walking into a co-write with Jeff Pardo, the producer of this song and Don Hank son. Bentley, the other co-writer. <laughs> and we, made this, song, and this is like my testimony <laughs> song of how Jesus happened to me. And the reason I love it so much is that if you're a born again believer and follower mm-hmm. of Christ, this is your story too. Jesus happened to you at some point in your life, whether you were 12 or 25 or you know, 65, or whenever it was, Jesus actually happened to you. So Yeah, that's the
2: story. It's such an interesting conception of salvation and a life of faith because it is analogous to falling in
1: love and Cupid shooting you with an arrow. And Mm. you get very meat cute. You walk into an auto body car shop. Auto body car shop. (laughs) And you got hearts in your freaking eyes for your savior. Like, hey, Jesus happened, man. I don't know what to say.
2: It almost feels like a playful innuendo to like, you know, on the other side, you know, the mm. world wants you to believe shit happens. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus happened. Yeah, It almost feels like that sort of like he
0: happened.
2: simplicity of like something is just such a fact. She also
1: did not in that explanation. I don't think she threaded the needle very well of how she went from the auto body car shop to the worship night because she made it sound like they were worshiping inside. The mechanic. That's what I took it to mean. This is
0: what happened. That's that is what happened that's what because happened? I was watching. So she puts out an incredible amount of content, by the way. So <sighs> there is a lot to learn about Baylor, which I did find out. She has told this exact story, yeah. I think five or six times, like just on her Instagram alone. The word for word, auto yeah. car shop. But yes, there was a worship. They this church loose church worship gathering was gotcha. gathering at this garage for some reason which I think she mentions always like like it's a quirky thing
1: like a serpentine (laughs) belt changed in your car (laughs) after hours Uh, (laughs) I'll come back later
0: yeah and it was in um, I guess it wasn't in Nashville maybe Nashville came later or I think it was in Nashville which also is confusing to me because it's like Nashville is not uh, you know, starving for spaces to hold churches, I imagine, or yeah. any sort of worship night. Yeah, so but that's but that, the quirky nature of this. The
2: auto body car shop right. space <laughs> doesn't seem one of necessity. There's literally nowhere else we can meet. Let's meet here. It feels strategic. Yes. In the sense of, yeah, let's have church in a pub, Well, For very
0: stories like hers, yes. which are like, yes, you exactly. would, uh, you would expect to hear this happen to me at church. What did, if I told you it was an auto body car shop?
1: I did. You guys, cause I, that specific resonates with me growing up in the Midwest. I feel like there were a lot of like Christian Brothers fill in the blank businesses where mm. it would be like Christian Brothers roofing, Christian okay. Brothers mechanic, uh, Christian Brothers out of a car shop, and it has the, the little it always has a mm-hmm. little fish on the car. So mm-hmm. i it feels like, yeah, um, so it was yeah. probably
0: already a Christian business. Um, I have a big take on Baylor because oh my of God. this story, yes, because. So I listened to this song, you know, fresh, I didn't research her. I just jumped in yeah. and I was like, wow, Jesus happened to her. This is a huge transformation she's describing. She obviously has come from something really hard or just made this real big 180 mm. to become a Christian, to become a follower of Jesus. Why else would she write this like awesome anthem to how her life has changed? And then you find out she has basically been a Christian her entire life. And this is sort of a, I guess she's trying to pitch as like a revival. Mm. And Baylor, I feel like you're the kind of person to look yourself up. So if you hear me talking (gasps) about you, (laughs) know that I say this with a grain of salt. I don't know your story, but I feel like this is not 100% sincere. Mm. Because I looked back in her life. She Mm. started with, I think she has been trying to be, a person of influence, we'll say, mm-hmm. on some level for a long time. It <laughs> okay. started with cheer. Not an
1: influencer. With cheer?
2: Cheer. Oh, oh yes. So because cheer
0: was a big part of her she
2: tried to. She tried out for the she Oklahoma was like University cheer squad. A, an
0: incredible competitive cheerleader, apparently. Yeah. Didn't get on the cheer team. That sent her into a tailspin. And Damn. so someone recommended, why don't you pick up that guitar? And start singing?" And so then she... So cheer didn't work out. And then she started doing um survivor. Yeah. So she got on TV. Yeah. Why would you do that?
1: Hmm. Then
0: after that, she was full country. Did you guys see her country era? No. She was a country music artist.
2: Oh,
1: I didn't know that. She moved
0: to Nashville to do country. Caroline,
1: this so is So if you awesome. go back
0: enough in her feed, it's a totally different aesthetic.
1: Yeah. It's
0: all the hats. The <laughs> reverse
1: know? Katy Perry. Yes,
0: so she went country, that didn't work out, hmm. and now I think she went Christian and And so it's working It's
1: working because like (laughs) I was here we are (laughs) she
0: will give a date she says 2017 is when the auto body car shop event happened to her and I went back to her feed because I was like I want to see what was going on before Mm, 2017 like what is this big transition but even before then like she was getting tattoos of bible verses on her arm and stuff like that so I think she's been Maybe she's been casually Christian and has transitioned into a more zealous Christian, which we will talk about as well. But I do cynically think that a part of this is a branding effort, obviously, to help her Christian music career. And she had to come up with a reason that she is a compelling Christian artist. Mm-hmm.
2: And so this is her story. So there needs to be a contrast. It's there needs not to just, be a big thing. I have been always this way and now I'm there needs this to be way a again. A yes. testimony. You there, can't be a Christian artist right. without having
0: a testimony. Why are you doing this? if you're not trying to be a celebrity, you can't say you're doing that. You're doing it for God. Why did you decide to do Mm. this for God? Is
2: this more the SEC you were talking about? We're looking through her Instagram right now.
0: Yes, if you go even deeper than that, she's doing the wide brim hat thing, you know. I I mean, that that was also like of the moment. (laughs) But like, so I see someone who has been actively online, you know, doing this for a long time. And this Christian thing is recent. And even Mm. in the year, like after 2017, you know, Supposedly, she's had this huge transformation. None of her friends even recognize her anymore, you know? Right. Is she is still not so posting different. as Christian as she is now. Hmm. That is So I is think some of it may be sincere, and some of it, I mean, obviously, I don't know how you would uh, be as irritating as she is or as zealous as she is about her Christianity if there wasn't something sincere that happened. Yeah. But I think there's a little something else going this on is,
2: I might even boil this down. You might appreciate this, Kale. The Steve Renazzisi effect. Mm. Steve Renazzisi, who was an actor on a show called The League, and he was, at one point...
0: Oh, the 9-11 guy? A (laughs) spokesperson for Buffalo Wild
2: Wings. And he said, I was working in the World Trade Center on the morning 9-11 happened. And after that morning, and I survived it, I knew I wanted to become an actor and be in comedy. Yes. A, A reporter looked into this story... And said, Steve, I don't believe you were in, like, oh because gosh. of these five very factual source things I found out, I believe you are lying about this. And he said, you're right, I am lying. I was not yeah. in the North Tower on the morning of 9-11. The whole thing he's trying to communicate through drama is that he was uh, not doing what he cared about and what was his passion the most in his life, which was he was a banker, some investment guy, something like that. Mm -hmm. When 9-11 occurred and then such a seismic moment made him shift and like, oh, life is precious. I should go after the things I'm going after. But the thing that you could say is just a version of that. You could say, I was in Boston and 9-11 happened and I wanted to reconsider things. Yeah, and it was very meaningful
1: to you, me. Yeah. You don't need to
2: put yourself in one of the towers for it to mm-hmm. solve meaning. Mm-hmm. In the same way, perhaps Baylor. Yes. Perhaps she does not need to say, I am so... This could be a song of... Uh, there are people for whom Jesus happens to them and they are radically different and they are changed. The idea of like her, her... Life is the medium of the communication. Yeah. It's so okay. parasocial and it's so linked to, you know, how we consume people in this way now on social yes. media. But it is also an old school play of this song is not just me being a good songwriter and writing with Don Pardo's son or whatever his name is. Exactly. Like, it's just, it is me. Yes. I am the song. And it
0: comes mm-hmm. from, you know, real drama. I mean, it's like, it, it's not like she's the first person to do this and create like an origin story. I just we're talking about her today. And right, I think it right. was fascinating. It's and fascinating. It, it, the thing that clued me in was how often she told this story and described it as like such a huge change. But then she mentioned she'd always kind of been a Christian. So I'm like, I I understand the world you're coming from. And I mm-hmm. don't believe that never in your life were you not a sincere Christian until right now when
2: you're starting a Christian music career. You know what I mean? Right.
0: And so it just seemed a little sus to me.
2: I know what she's saying. And although she is. Although not, it wasn't, until she started a Christian music career, because even in the in the song, it would be four years prior, right? Because right. it would be 2017 that it happens,
0: right? But she didn't start talking about it until yes. she has this career yes. and has to tell this story. And again, I think something sincerely did happen. And she totally. is like, probably has a huge and different attitude about it. But she has packaged it and marketed it so often that I, have I would imagine to
1: maybe is the kind of I person if you're listening, I I don't mean this in an ungracious way, but let's just address the whole rest of the. Taylor is here, her.
2: she's <laughs> in the room. Scampi just looked up, like what?
1: <laughs> could like I could see uh, someone very easily believing part of the reason this happened to me is so that I can mm. be a musician.
2: Sure,
0: yeah, but she was already a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, she was already doing country. Yeah, and. So yeah. I don't know. I, again, I think there's a there's a little bit of both here. And maybe this is also her record company being like, you need to put out devotionals every day, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in order for this, like, career for you to work. And she's like, you got it, you know. I also happen to, like, love Jesus At, right at the now. bare
1: minimum, cannot be unaware of, I mean, she's been on reality TV. Like, she knows that yes. you need to package you need yourself. To Media narratives and, yes. and
2: how important they are. So much so that she did... Started a podcast called the Jesus Happened podcast yes, back in 2021, right. that is now just called the Hallelujah Amen podcast. What? And which she she that's goes not strong off branding right there. You she know, stuck with Jesus happened. I, I would, I would, I would be curious as to why she <laughs> changed the 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 um, sort of packaging for that. She does have an episode called My Husband Happened, which is horrifying uh. as a title. <laughs> That's uh, not the way I would want to be My described. husband happened. happened. <laughs> it just
1: kind of happened to me. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah. Caroline,
2: how'd you meet Nate?
0: He happened.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, Caroline, was- you seem really different. Well, okay. <laughs> the other thing that I think is part of this story that she is, like, not acknowledging mm-hmm. is... She is a very intense Christian right now, mm. and I know this because she posts...
2: Intense how, Caroline? Uh, ...stuff
0: that she does <laughs> out in public, and I'm sure Kevin will play a clip, but... Um...
2: <laughs> oh, God, sorry. Oh, I don't know I, about that. I played it on accident. Oh, get ready. I've
1: only listened to the... Oh, song I, I listen to. For you. I've okay, been too you have busy. busy no idea what you <laughs> just really
0: covered. What was my point? I don't remember.
2: You were talking about how intensive a Christian she is now, right? And how right. some of these clips might showcase that.
0: Oh, oh, the reason. <laughs> the other funny thing about this song, in the lyrics, it's like all my friends are like, "You seem different," you know, or whatever. Yeah. And I think they're being polite because <laughs> what she seems uh, uh, is insane. <laughs> Yeah, zealous, you know, and like very intense. (laughs) And they're probably like, wow, you've really changed. And she's like, I know, you know, Jesus, whatever. Thank you. Going crazy. Yeah, and like using that because I understand Baylor on some level. And at my most irritating moments of Christianity, I would have used a nail appointment as an opportunity to pigeonhole someone into talking about the Bible or whatever. The thing
2: that Caroline is referring to, I might use a nail appointment, is a video that uh, Baylor posted yeah. on her Instagram in which she says the following and then plays a clip.
3: Hey y'all, I just got to share the gospel with my nail lady and I just, I just have to share some of the recording of our conversation. She recorded that. The real gospel is so It's a voice memo simple.
2: that she's playing.
3: That it's hard for people to believe. Have you ever heard that before? Like no. Has someone,
2: no I, one's ever I, told I don't you don't that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't
3: listen. I don't listen. Well, thanks for listening to me. Even if you even if you decide differently, I'm just thankful I got to tell you. Okay. <laughs> she gave me the whole Bible,
2: but I never read it.
3: <laughs> I like to read like love story, <laughs> you know, I just regular easy story. Wait a second. Can I tell you something cool? What? The Bible is the the ultimate love story. No, but there's somebody that cares for you more than. Anyone more than your boyfriend, more than your dad, more than your mom, more than your Bible police system. officer. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. I was blind and now I see.
1: Totally. So, uh, do you want physically. red or
2: blue? About- hey, y'all, isn't that so funny? Posted that herself, and, and depending on the state you're in, illegal. Yes. <laughs>
0: Oh, everything about this. I, my jaw was on the floor recording her nail person, probably without her even knowing. Yeah. And posting the oh, fact man. that you kind of failed the evangelical mission she was even on. Because you can tell if nail person is clearly uncomfortable with
1: Very this. Very like, deeply. Yeah, she
0: says I don't listen <laughs> when we'll people talk about the gospel. She's like, Well, thanks for listening. What's to me. so interesting
2: about a lot of this too is that it's something I bump against when seeing portrayals of like Christian faith and media is Is when they get it wrong in either a broad or antiquated way that doesn't represent either the most popular or the most salient things about Christianity now. This feels like a throwback to what seventies or eight, but probably probably more accurately like eighties evangelism, how it functioned. And even uh, using language of we are a part of this grand love story with God. It's mm-hmm, the most yeah. romantic thing that you could ever be a part of. Blah, blah, blah. It's so they, simple. People have a hard time understanding
0: it. Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll be, gosh, I know. Because
2: the, the concept I have of the church now is that the church, like, like the capital C, like mainstream Protestant evangelical church in America is sort of incorporating all these things into itself at the same time. We've talked about how they've co-opted therapy speak or popular culture when it used to be in opposition of it it's now like
0: personality testing yes
2: personality test mm-hmm. stuff like right um and and this seems like a tbt this is a throwback yes. to a different sort of event. and a, a little bit right yeah even just the hallmarks of there's something different about that girl what yes. is it
0: you and know. then like bringing it back to your community and counting it as like this huge victory. Yeah. Like, look at this incredible thing that I was she brave really, enough to do. She really, in that moment,
1: she really reminded me of an actor. <laughs> yeah. In that, I think when you're an actor, you're like, so I didn't book the part, but it was an honor to audition. Yeah.
0: The Gosh, room was so palpable in that
1: moment. The room I the, the room, room was, was
2: palpable. palpable. Room. It was <laughs> You 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 can't deny that some of the zealousness that Caroline was referring to as well is a, a video on her TikTok called Jesus happened in B24. Oh my god. <laughs> which we do encourage people to look up for themselves. Uh, you know, Caroline's kind of getting into my territory, which is like featuring a low, (laughs) low, lowly viewed TikTok in the same way I will bring some YouTube videos (gasps) like this to the table.
0: This is her most watched
2: TikTok. Uh, well, uh, g- g- good? I-, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I just want to
0: give that, that. context. She posts a lot. <laughs>
2: That's, that is good context. She does
0: a lot of like car shouting posts, you know? So the caption oh, is right,
2: right. Jesus happened in B24. She is at an airline gate for Southwest. I don't know what the airport is. Uh, and she is singing with her acoustic guitar uh, to an audience <laughs> of people. Hey, Jesus. Oh, and now pans over oh, to.
0: It's so sparse. (laughs) That's the thing. And like, there's people filming her, but you can't tell if it's because they're enjoying it or they're like, look at this crazy white woman in the Southwest Terminal.
2: Now it it does mostly (sighs) pan over to empty chairs. In B twenty four, so I don't know how much wow. Jesus was happening in B twenty four. He happened a little bit. He happened. He yeah. happened.
0: You know what else happened? Just a little bit of domestic terrorism right there. <laughs> My book. I can't imagine.
2: <laughs> happening a little. I want to know what the ramp up
0: was. Yeah, and her husband is obviously filming this for her. Right. Is you know and this is a just, great post. For you TikTok. know,
1: uh, everyone else in the video is is masked and just it's a pretty audacious thing to n- not only just like in general be unmasked around them in that circumstance but to be doing an activity that is literally spewing, spewing <laughs> bread air and, and
0: microbes and, well she's um,
1: sean fucked course. so
2: sean yeah I was gonna is say the, she doesn't strike
0: me as a uh, yeah a Fauci lover no but sean <laughs> yeah. fucked
2: is the bethel i think it's Fute, but uh, on GCF, he's Sean fucked. He's, yeah. he's the far right wing, failed political candidate, uh, ex worship leader from Bethel Church mm. up in Redding, California, who did like freedom rallies and okay. anti lockdown yeah. protests for, you know, where they would sing worship songs because their kids had to wear masks. Um, and uh, yeah, so she follows him on Instagram. She seems to be of that ilk. And, and yes. certainly the thing she's reposted, even in light of recent news, is also of uh, consistent with that sort of ethic and worldview mm-hmm. as well. But you know what we we're, we're, we're taking a certain perspective with her. Maybe maybe, maybe this this will help humanize her to the listener. Oh good. Because she she gets a little GCF core herself. Uh, she oh, she yeah. has a, a video called Jesus songs I grew up 60 on. Seconds
3: of Christian music I grew up on. Shine a light and pierce the dark. Keep
2: so the candle you know
3: burning. keep the candle burning. So you- Literally, come on. yeah. Come
2: on. And I believe she is driving while holding the phone.
3: Brave, I'm Nicole Nordeman. Almost. <laughs> yes,
2: so you know. We're all cut from the same cloth. The nostalgia. interesting nostalgia.
1: I will say that that is what I think why I liked the song so much mm-hmm. is because all of my all of my Christian pop culture references are at this point very dated, like from the '90s and 2000s, because I you know took a break. And so it was really fun in a way to like come back to a song to find a song that reignited those nostalgic feelings, but has like zero baggage for me. I'm like, I have no That's memory that can yeah. be conjured by this song, yeah. but it's very soothing feeling. So
2: here comes Kevin and Caroline, the bagman to give you a few pieces of <laughs> luggage. We loaded up you. your cart for you. <laughs> At the Southwest. Terminal. No, it'll be
1: every time I listen to this song now. I'll just think about when I was talking to you again. Oh, that's <laughs> Aww,
2: nice to tie yay. it to that memory. A good yeah. mem. Yes, but the classic. There's something different about you. Jesus happened is the answer.
0: And again, she is in Nashville right now, which is um, not known for a low Christian population. So I just, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who's left for these girls? I also think she's really trying to come for Daigle's crown.
2: Uh, how, how do you mean?
0: I feel like they look alike. Okay. And I feel like she is sometimes trying to emulate like the fun energy. Cracklin's core. Cracklin's. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. the Southern accent will come sure. back. And then the, I don't know what it is. The, the, the Christian host yeah. the je ne sais quoi, you know, these girls. Yeah. Um, And I guess her sound is very different, but I just feel like she's kind of following that path in a similar way. It's
1: like that meets, and I think this goes back to what you were talking about with authenticity. The master of this is like Taylor Swift. right? I think she's also very much taking lessons from Taylor. That's like-
0: Yes, what's the persona for this album? What is the story behind Mm
1: -hmm. your song?
2: Mm -hmm. Man, you do wonder if Taylor, if 16 year old Taylor Swift was starting in 2022, What sort of like different decisions she would make for the sort of media landscape that it is, as opposed to 2007 or 2008, whenever her first debut album came out?
0: She was pretty online when she started. I can only imagine if she started now.
2: Yeah, but online is so different now than it was 15 years ago. She'd
0: be in it, just swimming in it.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would she have a little TikTok trend? Caroline also highlighted a video that Baylor made with her husband. The caption is, material. I love the questions my husband just asked me after church. So they're both wearing white, and they're <laughs> both walking and talking. Did you let Jesus take off How your shoulders today? How much weight?
3: All of it. Because his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Okay, okay, okay. Hey!
0: hey. <laughs> How many mindsets did you shift? All of them. How much weight?
2: <laughs> she shifted all of them.
0: How much weight did you let Jesus take off your shoulders? I love it. Okay. Yeah. They're fun. I think they'd be fun to hang with.
2: Hmm. I get well, we're, <laughs> we're talking to them right now, Caroline. Oh,
0: that's true. Hey.
2: Baylor. Baylor.
1: Baylor husband. Come to LA. We yeah. think you would be fun to let's hang with. Let's go out. Chili's. I would, if Baylor, Wilson, if you Auburn come to Pale. LA, well, I, let's go to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> if
2: you're yes. vaccinated,
1: let's go to dinner.
2: Although, doesn't matter now. Do we need to? I don't Again, know. Again, not to her.
1: I know. <laughs> we'll never yeah. matter
2: to
0: her. <laughs> She's a free agent.
2: Gracious. Oh, gosh. Anything else? Anything else that we want to say about this song? The song is so, like, actually musically is very much, uh, this represents to me the upside down, not only of CCM, but of what other pop music is that is the predominant genre, which is country. Like, contemporary country sounds, I just forget what a mammoth Goliath genre it is because we just mostly experience it through, like, the mostly hip-hop influenced stuff that's in the mainstream top 40 now yes mm-hmm. but this is
1: like this shit is
2: is huge this
1: kind of music yes. you know, this is like you are walking around uh marshall's in richmond Virginia. i was about
2: Whoa. to say there's a good sale at walmart Yes, yeah. and this is your soundtrack for oh my it gosh
0: i'd be so hyped i know tj maxx grabbing something a deal off the rack I
2: I know so so uh you know Baylor from one podcaster to another from two podcasters to another yeah we say we're ready to open up the table to pull a seat up for you yeah we'll chat with you if you wanna to talk to you about your story yes if we don't have to pre-approve the questions. If the questions have to be pre-approved by your team, <laughs> I should say. Um,
0: I think she'd love to be her authentic self with us. This
2: could be the Frost Nixon of our time.
0: Oh. And
2: again, we've had legends like Amy Grant on. You must know Amy Grant.
0: has happened.
2: Don't you want to be in the same league as Amy Grant? In the don't same ya? way that any <laughs> podcast we've ever been on as guests, we're in the same leagues of those people. Exactly. So I am the same <laughs> as Chris Pratt, because I also was a guest on Doughboys one time. Yeah. And Rob Lowe, <laughs> and Ro- uh, yeah, <laughs> gang's all here. And Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Ooh, It's all At a movie the theater one time, is, I know. Cool. No, it's not. It's no. I like no. I like Haley. I seems do too. He's, He's cool. Seems sweet. He's, He's cool. great. Anything else to say before we roast or toast this thing?
1: This banger of a song. I just really appreciate the research that Caroline did because mm. truly, all I was bringing to the table was. I like this song. <laughs> no,
0: and you brought the Survivor Core to it. Okay, that fair, was a yeah. huge piece for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair that enough. That seems like That's, a launch pad, but I was like, "What was she
2: then versus those, now?" Yeah, those context like, is helpful. Those
1: videos mm-hmm. are so interesting.
2: Mm. I know. Yeah. Wow. Are there any other Christians that have been launched out of Survivor? I, I guess you spoke to there like. There have to be so many. Some Christians of the, there on are.
1: You know, it's interesting. So there's always a, a. There's several archetypes that they always. Like cast and go back to the well, and keep in mind one demographic of Survivor fans is yes, like people like us who maybe enjoy like strategy or like post-ironic pop culture um, and games. The other predominant demographic that would enjoy a show like Survivor is it's on CBS and it's about older like, yeah. trying to be your best self. So there's always, every season, there is someone whose faith is a very integral part of their story, not only who they are, but their story on the the show. show. Yes.
0: And how their faith is, like, confronted?
1: Either confronted or useful to them, Mm. or um, especially... Uh, the challenge of playing the game and being duplicitous, but having it hurt your heart so bad because, you know, that's not how you live your life. You're not life. a liar. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so fun. Yeah. I would love to hear them talk, of, talk their way around that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, sure,
2: I'm sure there's some larger think piece or maybe even podcast episode to be done about like the kind the 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 contextualization of like religion faith and christianity as it pertains to reality shows because it is such an easy indicator of identity Mm, in the same way like the lower third chiron whenever the contestants on bachelor bachelorette get out where it's like finance guy or what is it usually? Entrepreneur. (laughs) Bagel lover. (laughs) But Christian's an easy one. And we talked about that with Hannah. That stuff was so fascinating with with her season of it. So... Especially with the long tail, season
1: 30-something that they're on of Survivor now. I'm sure. Currently? Yeah. 42 or, just wrapped. 42. 42. And let me just say, the Christians come out of that uh, season looking pretty good. Oh, okay.
0: really? <laughs> a win for, for our boys. For the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
1: right. Another jewel
2: in the crown. <laughs> Gracious. <laughs> All right. You know how it works, okay? We're going to roast her, toast it Holy toast, that's a thumbs up. We send it to heaven. This song. Holy roast, we send it down. Or we could send it to Purgatory, which is... The
0: space between... Caroline. Um, I really enjoyed this topic. I think you can tell. And so I have to give it a toast because as opposed to maybe some of the artists we've covered, there is just a a depth and breadth of material that Baylor has put out about Mm. who she is, what she does, who she believes in. And where she sings <laughs> and I, also what
1: happened and what to her. happened
0: <laughs> And this song happened to me today and I'm so glad it did. Um, this I song got happened. so fired up uh, just exploring you know the the transition she's made as a person uh, some sincere, maybe some a little not. Okay. Um, so thank you Baylor. I do think you are also the fake uh, Lauren Daigle so I will call you Lauren Fagel.
2: Lauren Fagel. It almost sounds offensive, but it's very not. close. <laughs> All right, Cal. What
1: say you? Uh, toast, toast of to the town, top toast of the week. <laughs> toast I of the town. just love this. Toast of the auto shop. I love this song, and um, I think that she. I, now that I know her a little bit better, I, I still am not even hesitant to say toast to the song because. <laughs> Based on the clip we saw, I don't think she's really like uh, necessarily uh, making waves or getting in any. Oh,
0: is the pity toast?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I love the song. I love the song. I'm going to uh, listen to this, play this song at my funeral. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Okay, so just
2: to be clear for the listener at home, if you happen to be in charge of Kill's funeral, or I guess we probably would be more oh closely linked, this is why he wants to go into the ground, too. <laughs>
1: Going to the ground? No. (laughs) Oh, cremated? Uh, Probably inside of of a tree. Oh, that's fun! That, I, if yeah, if that's well, yeah,
2: one of them definitely. we planted for shade that will never sit under. Hmm, how about that? How Aww. about that? Um, man, just based on the reception in the room, I'm feeling. I mean, I you was can a, do it. You can do a roast. roast I was it's doing fun. a roast, but I'm like, man, I don't know if I've seen Caroline this excited—not about the podcast, but about anything in like a month. Damn.
1: <laughs> no,
2: I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that. I lost my spark. But this, no, no, until that's not it, what I'm saying. Until it happened, I do think it's interesting though because I'm interested in it too, the difference between talking about someone like Steve Taylor or something where it's like their heyday is the 80s and so to understand who they are, it feels a little dustier and a little little more academic than it does to research someone whose legend and myth is being created in real time. Like that sort of thing. And I know the context she's in. Yes. Completely. And there's a little more juice to it, especially when it's not... Because even Dagle, it's pretty controlled with some, you know, sh- sh- loose ends here and yeah. there. But with this, it's like I don't, I don't know who's running PR. I don't know who's running like image control. There's
0: no barricades right now or
2: anything like that. So I'm giving it a roast, but man, a toast to the experience of of, yeah. of being able to do this. So wow. thank you, Kale, for bringing it to the thank table. Thank you, Kale. For yeah. this is a thrill. Another successful edition of Singles <laughs> Ministry. Singles man we should do that where we bookend it yeah we did it oh gosh <laughs> yay uh, but now it's time to bring things down energy wise but not spiritually Kale on other shows you may lift you may gosh what do you do on other shows you plug promote your yourself. projects and you promote your wait do you want to do this feel
0: Kayla, other shows, yeah! maybe you promote yourself. You try to make yourself great rather mm. than making God great. Mm. We don't do that here. This show, everything we talk about, everything we lift is for God's glory. So if you have any projects mm. that you, or um, places where you are bling, bringing glory to God.
2: And blinging glory. And
0: blinging, <laughs> and blinging out.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, please share that with us and the listeners so that they can follow him. Great. By following you.
1: If people want to follow me yeah. I'm on Twitter at Kale Ethan. And this feels so, I feel very tacky doing this. Nice. So feel free to uh, this is, edit this out. The
2: Lord wants your
1: mess. Have the you Lord s- wants your tack. But one of the, so at the beginning of the show, we talked about like, what have I been up to? One of the things I just, Finished is a a new draft of a feature set in the world of contemporary evangelical Uh, churches, and I'm heard of it. Very uh, proud of it because it, I think, is good, and also was a way for me to uh, synthesize some of my own experiences as a queer person who grew up in a religious context. And I will let anyone who wants to read it read it. <laughs> so. You're
2: gonna, you're gonna get some offer. You're, you're gonna have some takers yes, on that offer,
0: my friend. Share gladly. Um, oh, and is there anything in secular culture you'd like to live lift up? Yes, as well.
1: My, uh, there's this movie that just came out—a uh, little tiny indie movie called Poser. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think it's only showing in New York and Los Angeles, but uh, with the potential yeah. to expand. And um, some buddies of mine from college made it. It's set in the Columbus, Ohio, underground music scene. And is just a real triumph of people who made something happen. Um, uh, It's a real indie uh, from the ground up. And it's uh, really beautifully shot. So... Thomas Lafley of Variety gave the film a positive review, writing that the whole thing is oddly beautiful, absurdly
2: compelling, and even freakishly watchable. There you go. There you go. It's a nice endorsement.
0: Kevin on the keyboard is ready to go. <laughs> um, you can... <laughs> Uh-oh. Tweets happened at Caroline's heart, so <laughs> please right. follow me there All right. um, if you show so desire. Um, I didn't really prepare a lift up for this week but i did go see the birdcage on friday uh with robin williams and nathan lane
2: hey speaking of mike nichols a um, great mike nichols hank
0: azaria really toeing the line on not cool racial stuff in that movie maybe but very funny uh very uh beautiful and lovely and life-giving and really holds up it was it was a good time so if you need a little something fun go check it out nice
2: happy yeah. pride Legendary Calissa Flockhart performance in yeah. The Bird cage. Absolutely
0: crushed it. <laughs> it
2: was like, oh yeah. People were like, do you want to see her in movies? And I was like, eh, yeah. never mind.
0: Robin Williams plays a gay man who's married to Nathan Lane. Or not married, I guess they're partners. But they own mm-hmm. like a gay cabaret in Florida. And their straight son brings home a girl whose parents are conservative politicians. And they have to pretend to be straight to trick
2: her parents. I think it's a remake
1: of a French movie called Le Cage La Cage à la folie doux I believe. Something. That's it. It's kind of a combination of a few different the th- the phrases, but yes.
0: Yeah. Folly Do, folly folly-don't.
2: Follie-Doux, <laughs> folly-don't.
1: <laughs> Joker 2, La Cage a <laughs> <Follie> <laughs> do. I swear to
2: God. I know. We can't talk about it yet. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Dang, I had a good lift up in the chamber and I fully- it, Forgot? It dropped down my head. I but you know, you know, follow me on uh Peloton and OnlyFans as per usual. Yeah. Haven't posted in like three weeks to OnlyFans, but I'm still I'm still rooting for you little guys out there.
0: You can't expect to keep and, the cash flow.
2: <laughs> and little guys is gender neutral to me, by the way. Okay. Yeah. So
1: when I say little guys, it's anybody. Like a little smoky, a cocktail we need.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Little guys. Little smoky. Little smokies. <laughs> Gosh.
2: Gosh, what the heck was that gonna lift up? It was some sort of experiential thing. Oh, Rick and Morty. I know what it was. <laughs>
1: oh, The Rick and Morty sauce at McDonald's. The Rick and Morty.
2: No, although like Rick and yeah, We should talk about Rick and Morty. I think Rick and Morty is weirdly influential on in the culture in a way that people don't even understand yet. They're not yeah.
0: talking about it. If they we keep keep talking, talking about, it. about it.
2: The thing I was going to say, the most fun I've had reading an article in the last three months, four months, whenever it came out, Kim Masters from The Hollywood Reporter wrote Uh, I believe the article is entitled The Only Impossible Mission is Saying No to Tom Cruise. And it's about the production Uh, of Mission Impossible 7 and 8. The way it's written, and she's a phenomenal journalist reporter. She has her own podcast that is really good. I listen to every week. But the way she writes it is so fun and funny, especially because he does fashion himself a savior and messiah of modern cinema. And the thing is, what makes it funnier is that he's kind of right (laughs) Like, like, Top Gun Maverick did make a billion dollars, so it's like, yeah, movies. Like, in the way it's written, the billion dollars today. Yeah, yeah, billion dollars. Um, and the way it's written, like the Schadenfreude, there's like corporate politics, succession core. Like, this CEO was ousted by this guy, and then there was this backroom deal, and he had them wow. over a barrel, and all Amazing. this very well written things so Kim Masters Tom Cruise look it up it's a it's a fantastic article you can lift us up at Christian fun Pod everywhere you can go to patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun and leave us a review every dollar you leave every review you leave we donate a dollar to charity this month's charity is every time for gun safety kale thank you so much kale, thank a marvelous you. appearance for joining yeah, the again. show <laughs> thank you I for know. being here let's not make it two years next time okay fair enough all no, right don't be a stranger And there's nothing left to say except for... And this is new since you've been here. Okay. Okay. I love love you. you. Thank Thank you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. And of course, we're going to go out. I know. I want to go out with like... Unfortunately, we don't have the full length version of the song from B24. (laughs) (laughs) From the gate. From the Southwest gate. So we will just have to settle for the regular version on Spotify. And folks, in the comments, in the tweets... In the DMs, tell us what happened in your life <laughs> for Baylor. Jesus happened. What happened to you today? The mechanics. <laughs> Did life happen? Did a car happen? Life happened. Did a husband, a wife happen? Mm. A spouse? Tell us. We'd love to know. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.